Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Epic. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. It's May, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, this is episode ten, and I promised when I started this podcast I was going to put more focus on just talking about stuff and just talking about our health in general. A lot of us have been just pounding away on Twitter, pounding away on life itself and getting through everything. And there's a lot that all of us have had to deal with in some form or another. Uh, we take that time out. We take that mental break because sometimes we need it. Um, the reason why I even started this podcast is because I hit a wall mentally where everything didn't matter or not everything didn't matter, but I was real, just not depressed, but more like just anxious about it all. And I've always wanted to start a podcast and do a podcast, and thanks to Anchor, uh, cheap plug, I'm able to do that. So, this episode is going to be dedicated to mental awareness during a pandemic. Uh, It's another one of those mental awareness during pandemic episodes. And honestly, I can tell you right now that I feel better than I've felt in the past four years. Um, After spending a year thinking that I was on a slippery slope to diabetes or heart disease, I found out that my blood work is fine. I'm in the best shape of my life for being 49. And it feels great. Uh, I'm optimistic. Well, I'm slowly becoming more optimistic with being vaccinated now and seeing my kids getting through all this and they seem to be feeling better and having more fun uh, at home. And that's a great thing. We've dealt with a lot of shit over the past couple of years. Um, It hasn't been easy. Well, it hasn't been easy if you are a progressive or a liberal who cares about your country, cares about your family, cares about being alive in general. But for those, and I'm fascinated by this, I wonder what life is like for people who are conservative, who don't like change, who roll their eyes when they see any bit of empowerment by another race. That's got to be pathetic and sad. I'm, I, I just don't understand it. Uh, I mean, there's those moments when you kind of want to peer into someone's head and kind of figure out why they're the way they are. You ever had that person or 
group of people, you you just like, how in the fuck do you get up every morning and nothing phases you? How do you do that? Because there are people like that, unfortunately, that don't have any energy or care about their surroundings or what's going on. It's frustrating to me, anyway. Uh, but everyone has had their moments. They've hit that wall creatively. Uh, you could be a major star. You could be a major athlete. And you've got to be feeling some pain in some form or fashion. You could be a journalist. And you've hit that wall. I mean, let's face it. We came so close to losing all of this shit. We came so close to having our country being looked at by other countries as a dangerous country to go to, to visit. Because you don't know what's going to happen coming out of it. And we are still that country in some form or fashion. I mean, if you're a minority, you can't necessarily walk the streets at night without feeling some sense of wonder how long it's going to be before cops show up or a racist decides to take matters into his own hands. There's always that feeling. But the way that I see it is I'm 49 years old. I'm a black man in America. I have a job that I've been with for two decades. Could I be better off financially? Hell yeah. But am I lucky that I haven't had any real tragedy on that level? Yeah. I, I, I feel that way. I mean, this whole show could go up and real quick, real fast. Uh, but here we are. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you're still here. You're still alive. You're living your life. You're enjoying your family. You're enjoying the love of your life. And that's really all that matters, right? I mean, we could always want more. But we're at a moment in our lifetime that history buffs are going to talk about in some form or fashion. And hopefully we're all still here. I mean, I have a dream of making it all the way to 90. Because deep down, I want to be able to see my kids all grown and having their own kids. I think then I can say, okay, they're doing great without me. They're doing fine. I got to see them grow up to at least 40 or mid-40s, 50s. I'm good. Um, I know that's crazy to talk about death like that, but that's what happens when you lose your mom at age 40 or in your 40s. And you kind of wonder, life, life 
looks different to you after losing a parent. But that's a whole different story, a whole different episode. But I'm feeling really great because I feel vac- I'm fully vaccinated. Knock on wood, I don't have a virus. Uh, knock on wood, I'm living my best life and I'm not worried about other people and what they're doing so much anymore. There was a time 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where I was like, not worried about other people, but all riled up over what was going to happen to this country or what was going to happen because of this person. At this point, we have a capable sitting president who is running his own agenda, polished with the thought that he is for the people. And when I say this, I'm not saying this as a slam toward the president. Not at all. He's trying his best to bring some comfort to this very chaotic country right now. This country is fucking crazy. On one end of it, you've got sundown towns. On another end of it, you've got coffee shops opening. And another portion of it, you've got a handful of Karens and Tucker Carlson's wanting to get rid of cultural theory. Because how dare little Sally learn about the Tulsa massacre or the several massacres. I want to say around 23 that were going on almost at the same time or at least this five-year span in our country by racists killing large sections of minorities because how dare they live and produce when they're not being slaves to us. But this country at this point we're trying to make it better, get better We're trying to grow. And then there's that 70% that is fighting the future with voter suppression. Fighting the future because they had a bad day and want to kill people. Fighting the future because they want to get mad at a neighbor or get mad at a black man walking in their neighborhood. And we're exposing that shit now and I love it I love the fact that people who used to be so fucking racist suddenly are getting their shit twisted in and getting revealed for who they are and that needed to happen a long long time ago But back to my main point. Sorry, y'all. Mentally getting through this pandemic has been tough for a lot of us. It's been over a year since the pandemic started. And we can already see our world trying to get normal with things opening up. And people getting vaccinated that believe in science. And don't want us to continue to 
staying locked in our homes or expose as many people without caring, which is what a lot of people do that aren't vaccinated. We're trying to get some kind of normalcy, and I love seeing it. And I can't feel sorry for people who don't want that. There's been a growing concern of articles and videos trying to, I guess, make us empathetic toward these people. But if you still cheer on or root for an insurrection, if you're still stuck in your corner of the world where you don't think other people deserve better, then fuck you. Let's just, I'm just going to say it. I can't care for those people anymore. I can't be worried about someone who hates me or who doesn't like my politics. My whole point is to help as many people as I possibly can. But if you're not going to change by words or video, then there may be no hope for you. I mean, it's sad to say, but that's just how it is. I can't care, and that's the problem. They want to create all these articles and little news segments where we get to hear the other side. And when I hear the other side say, well, I don't like vaccinations because Bill Gates and microchips, my brain shuts off completely because... I stopped caring and I stopped listening to your shit. If you have any means of changing another person to your twisted ideas, probably don't start a hit, start off with Make America Great Again or Microchips and Vaccinations. I mean, seriously. But the rest of us that do care, and they care so much that it hurts sometimes. We're trying to get through this. And we will get through this. It's not going to be easy. This pandemic is going to go on more than a year. Or two. Getting some kind of normalcy for us is not going to happen for another maybe five years. I say five years span from now. Now I've got it on tape. Five years span before our world starts to resemble some kind of country and planet that we feel safe on. Five years, I mean five years safe health-wise. Lord, let's hope we don't get another pandemic that comes through and threatens to wipe out another portion, maybe even more. And I was listening to Joe Rogan. Um, He was interviewing Dave Chappelle. And he made a comment about how 1%. And don't get me wrong, Joe Rogan is an idiot. But he brought up how it was just 1% this time. And he kind of, I know he didn't mean it like that so much. But when he said it's just 1%, you know, like, when's the next real virus going to happen? And I'm wanting to almost say, motherfucker, we have a real virus. 1%? means a whole lot just dusting it aside as oh just 1% by saying it like that 
there's going to be some 50-year-old or 40-year-old who's going, I see. They're going to do that Leonardo DiCaprio snap of the fingers at the TV screen. See? That, that, that shows, just goes to show you, you know, this, this virus is def- it's like the flu. It's like the fucking flu. Tell that to the over 200,000 people who have died to this virus. We were the lucky ones. We, some of us caught the virus. I've got classmates who caught the virus. They survived. I've got friends who caught the virus. They survived. But that doesn't mean the entire world can survive this. Just because the person in front of your face or that you interact with on a day-to-day basis is still here doesn't mean it's just the flu. So please wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. Please have some semblance of being a human and a functioning member of society and wear a fucking mask. If you don't want to take the vaccination, I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. You, If your fear, if it's all about what you've been told, that's one thing. But if this has to do with the simple fact that you've put in your head some kind of Tucker Carlson fantasy about taking a vaccine, that's a problem. And I can't help you. I can't say, hey, you got to take it because blah, blah, blah. No, I can't help you. If you're not wearing a mask and you're just walking around and you're not fully vaccinated, and for the record, fully vaccinated people still wear a fucking mask, don't be fucking stupid. Please wear a mask because for every one person that you run across, I'm telling you right now, I'm in a store and I'm around people all the time. And while I am seeing people wear a mask, I know that there's a large percentage of people who are either not vaccinated or they're carrying the virus and they're just shrugging it off like it's the flu. And I know these motherfuckers do that. So I wear a mask in this place where I work. Eight hours a day, I'm wearing a mask and I'm taking it off for nothing. Because I don't want other people to get sick. I don't want my family to get sick. I'm fully vaccinated, but my kids are not yet. They've just recently approved it now for uh, kids that are, I want to say, in their teens. And they're working now on getting kids as young as, or young as my daughter, who is six. So that that's helpful. My youngest... Is almost two, but she can't get vaccinated, and she wears her mask. If my daughter, who's two years old, can wear her mask in a store and not have any problems at all, then your 50-year-old, 40-year-old, 30-year-old ass can wear one too. Stop being a fucking idiot and do it. Sorry for not being inspiring, but that's just my take on getting through this pandemic. The only way... Maybe some people get through this pandemic and just telling them how it is. That's honestly how my podcast has been. There's no Dr. Oz feel-good moment here. It's just me just telling you how it is because sometimes you have to. Sometimes you need to hear the truth. and Sometimes you need to hear real talk instead of being sugar-coated. One thing about the podcast, 
I'm going to talk about movies. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to joke around. But my vocabulary and vernacular is not going to be bedside manner. Put it like that. But at the heart of it, I want everyone to be mentally feeling better than what they are. Because I have friends who are going through shit every single day. And I'm sorry for that. And you may be, you may already hit that wall and you haven't come out. You haven't, you may have hit that wall and you may be drowning right now. And you haven't break the, break the surface and you haven't come up from the surface. And I can't, I'm not going to say I'm going to be that light. But I hope that you will get through it, get through this. Always keep fighting. You don't get to quit. Just keep striving. This has been an episode of Epit. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. Episode 10. And we will talk again shortly.